702. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Hi, Adam. Sorry, a little bit late to get to you. The fake shake trial. Tell us about that. This was the, the, the undercover reporter, wasn't it? Yeah, remember the fake shake, all those newspaper stings going back over the years, going back over 25 years, in fact. The self-styled king of the sting and his uh, undercover investigative journalism uh, identifying um, wrongdoing like spot-fixing Pakistani cricketers and philandering England football managers and the Countess of Wessex and Princess Michael of Kent and celebs and sports stars and so forth. Well, the fake shake, it turns out, has been found guilty of conspiring to pervert the course of justice because he tampered with evidence in the drugs trial of the pop singer Chilisa. He went too far. The case collapsed. Basically, uh, he didn't allow his driver to give evidence that would have basically helped Chilisa clear her name. Ultimately, she did when the case collapsed, but he got in the way of that. So we often think of undercover journalists and those great sting operators as being fearless, caped crusaders, seeking justice and wherever they can find it and so forth. But in this case, he was a bit scummy, wasn't he? And uh, he may well face jail. As a result, he'll be sentenced next month. Isn't that interesting? Tell us about this running record. I'm tired just reading it. (laughs) Here we go. A British charity runner has just completed his 401st marathon in 401 days. He had a a break in the middle only because he had such a bad back injury that he had to stop for 10 days, but he made all that time up after that, so he added extra onto the marathon for every... I mean, the marathon a day for 13 months, basically. It's a new world record, and I mean, it all began a couple of years ago when he sold his house and gave up his job and started running Forrest Gump style, it seems, without knowing (laughs) when to stop. And here he is now, 401 days, 10,506 miles later, he crossed the finish line in Bristol, his native city, last night, um, battling his bad back, a hernia, numerous blisters. But very interestingly, because through the 401 days, Ben says that he's, you know, he's had a massive calorie intake, he's had this flood of endorphins in his system, an enlarged heart, so now he has to do a cool down, and his cool down is exhausting. For the next month, <laughs> he's going to run half marathons, the month after that, 10Ks, and a month after that, 5Ks every day, I mean, and he calls that a cool down. Hmm. Bonkers, and a fishy conversation, what's this all about? Okay, I promise you, I'm not making this up. This is from the University of Exeter, and there's a research there that tells us that the noise pollution around the coastline of the UK, from boats in particular, but other things too, is causing chaos for fish conversation. Basically, the noise pollution is interrupting the fish chat. Apparently, fish do like to chat. They emit distinctive sounds from their swim bladders asserting territory, looking for a mate, gossiping about what's going on in the shoal, that sort of stuff. The bottom line is that all fish need to converse and all this noise pollution from boat engines is confusing them. So fish like Cod, Haddock and Place can't make themselves heard above the din and might just clear off and therefore endanger our fish and chips. I suppose arguably that's good news for the fish, but not such good news for the fish and chips. (laughs) But also in the course of this research, how's this? They discovered that Cod around the coastline of the UK have regional accents. (laughs) (laughs) Which <laughs> is fantastic. Arr, arr. <laughs> I know. E by gum. I'm not swimming round here. You can just hear them doing it up in Yorkshire or Scotland. Choose your accent and apply it to a cod. Isn't that amazing? I'm still not sure if he's not making it up. It's two minutes.